welcome back to Unlocking the Light. My name is Ray, your host, and today is Valentine's Day, right? Every podcast that has launched any podcast today, yesterday, over the weekend, they are probably about love. They are probably about relationships. And I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to follow suit because today... I wanted to make a quick episode and I'm not sure how promise how I how much I can promise how quickly it will go by but I wanted to make an episode about things I've learned by not being single basically things that I've learned since being in the relationship with my boyfriend for the last 7 months something weird happened today y'all and y'all are not going to believe me but and when I thought about it today, I was like, is this the first time I've ever done this? He is the first man I've ever written a Valentine's Day card to. Seriously, I have never been with someone so long in order to have Valentine's Day with him. Never. I've had situationships or like boyfriends that had broken up with me. And I think my high school boyfriend maybe had given me a gift or something like that. I It's hard to even remember. I don't think I gave him anything. I don't think we were dating at the time. That was like the whole thing. I think he broke up with me after my birthday or something. So that was back when I was 17 or 18 or something. Anyways, I don't think I've ever written anybody a Valentine's Day card. So that was new and never been on a Valentine's Day dinner with someone, which my boyfriend and I did that last night, also new. And so I'm having a lot of firsts with this man. And while I was thinking about this relationship and like how I've even gotten here, I'm thinking also a lot about what I was like before him. Okay. So I've been single way longer than I've been with him and I've been mostly single my whole life. And like looking back on the time, like right before I met him, which I think this episode could be something. And when I'm picturing it, I'm picturing it as me talking to my last year self, like myself on Valentine's last year, single, terrible dates. I think I was still on hinge at the time. Pretty sure I was still talking off and on to this guy that I'd been in love with off and on. Well, I wouldn't say in love, but like I had pretty strong feelings with this person off and on for a few years and we were nothing. We were absolutely nothing. But at the same time, he was somebody that I was hoping would text me from time to time and wondering if he would ask me out on Valentine's Day and stuff like that. I think he was still somewhat popping in and out of the picture. But for the most part, I was kind of dating other people, again, on these godforsaken apps. And if you've met your husband on an app, God bless you. Uh, One of my very close relatives have, and they have an amazing relationship. And uh, I'm happy for you. That was not my story, though. Um, I was singular. I was... (laughs) Sorry, not going to edit this. We're going to be tripping up over my words. And I think I was about to say I was as single as a Pringle. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, that's a saying because I was, I think I was going to say I was as single as a potato chip, but I don't think that's the saying. It's single as a Pringle. Moving on. 
I was alone. And so if you're alone, again, I want this to kind of be about like what I've learned in the last seven months being with my boyfriend and also things that have come to mind about past me in relationships. So this is just something I've called things I have learned by not being single. And I don't have a number associated with this stuff. So we'll just have to go through it together. Okay. First thing I learned very early in my relationship with him was I was a very hard person, meaning before him, which y'all before meeting him, I had no idea that I was, how do I want, I'm going to curse on this episode, I think. So I'm just going to say it. I was like a bad bitch. I, w- I was that person. Okay. I'm not saying like, even me saying that out loud sounds ridiculous to me, but all in all, what I mean by that is like, you couldn't hurt me. Okay. At least you wouldn't know that you did is like the biggest part is that I made a point to never let a man know I was disappointed. I never let them know that I didn't appreciate how they were acting. If they didn't text me back in a certain amount of time, you better believe I was going to look at that time and I was going to double it. So if I ain't heard from you in three hours, I was probably going to text you back in six once I did get a text back. Like this is who I was. Okay. And looking back on it, I see it as the game. I saw it as like, this is how people act. And the harder you are to get, the more that they want to chase you. Like these were things I even felt like in the TikTok universe and like social media pages and like all of these relationship coaches. They're like, you can't give it up easy. You can't do this. You can't do that. So I was really, I was, there were times I was like playing very hard to get. And, um, And so that's just what I did. I also wasn't as emotionally available as I thought that I was either. Like I was honest about my life, okay, and about my traumas. Like I would tell you if you asked or even if you didn't ask, as years went by, I got very like I wouldn't always talk to people about my past and like what I went through as a child or like past relationships and stuff. I stopped doing that. But in the beginning stages, I used to put it all out there thinking that that was like my way of being vulnerable. But I look back and it wasn't. It was my way of trying to tell people I was broken in my perspective and seeing if they would still take me in all my broken pieces. But what was harder for me and what I didn't realize I I do now that I didn't do in other relationships is like really tell people how I'm feeling in the moment. Like, Hey, I, I'm not feeling very good right now, or I feel like I'm not pretty today, or just like being honest about normal day-to-day insecurities or being honest about like how hard it is for me to say certain things or be open about certain things. Like my boyfriend was the first person that I felt very safe to tell things to, but he also had to like be patient with me as well, because I had never said certain things before. There's still things that my boyfriend's like waiting for me to say, I think at times. And so, um, even three, four months in our relationship, I think it was on Thanksgiving. He looks at me and asks me like, will you let me just love you? And it was very emotional for both of us. Like I was just like sitting there and he was 
it was a, it was a hard moment for him or, you know, it was a emotional moment for him and for me, but I was just like sat there not knowing what to say because even three, four months in, like we were saying, I love you, but he could tell there were still walls around and like, there probably still are, but anyways, he was the first person I could kind of feel some walls dropping. But the thing was before him, I didn't even realize I had these walls. So I'm saying all this to say, like, if you got bad bitch energy, <laughs> if you're like, yeah, Ray, I would never tell like somebody that they hurt my feelings if I didn't hear from them. Or it's not even really that. I'm trying to pinpoint some of the things. There were some things I just would never tell him about. I was afraid that he would find out about stuff like that. Um, and if I come up with an example, I'll let y'all know, but just know I like immediately felt walls dropping when I was with him. Um, and there was this other thing. So another thing we'll just start counting as we go. Okay. So that was number one. Number two, I didn't trust anyone. Even if I said I did, I didn't. Every single guy I dated, I was like, they're texting somebody else. They're talking to somebody else. Um, anytime they didn't text me for a long time, I was like, betrayal. You know, in the back of my head, I either knew or just figured, you know, deduced that they were talking to other people. And I just didn't trust people. Um, even with the boyfriend that I don't know if I said I dated somebody back in 2017, um, him, the, that's why I broke up with him because I had noticed he was like liking other girls' pictures while we were dating, like loving them, like, like, like singular photos. I don't know. It was kind of weird. And I glanced over at his phone once and saw that he had a bunch of Snapchats from girls, red fucking flag. Okay. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to edit this, but I might, I might edit that out. I don't know. We'll see. Keep going. Um, but yeah, I would look over at his text and see that or his snaps and it was like very put off by that. He was like snapping other women so often. And I didn't know who these people were. Um, but anyways, so that happened. We also were like long distance and stuff and I just did not trust him. And I was with him for about six months too, but even people that like, they didn't give me reasons to not trust them. I just didn't. Does that make sense? So that was something I did a lot. It's almost like I always had like my eye on the swivel, like making sure that um, I was just like hyper vigilant. Maybe we'll just say that. So that's two. Number three. Mm, this one's hard says, I didn't really love myself in any of the other relationships. So bef before I met my boyfriend, I think that's what set us up for a good foundation in our relationship is I just didn't love myself yet when I was with all these other people. And something that I've learned with my boyfriend and something that I continue to learn with him because I am still learning to love myself every day, you know, and I'll just let you know in case you have um, any, if you were who I was a year ago, or even if you are who I am now in a relationship, either whether you're in one or not, no one is going to fix you not loving yourself. Does that make sense? And I'm saying this from a perspective of like, I have someone in my life that loves me unconditionally. Does it help? Yes. Let me tell you something. It helps. And 
I still struggle with loving myself. And on those days, I'm extra insecure. I can sometimes get jealous. I do not like my appearance. And so I will think that he doesn't like my appearance. And he actually is a good mirror for where I don't love myself a lot of times because he loves me a lot that on the days where I'm like, I don't love myself today. He's like, I don't understand that, but I hear you, honey. (laughs) I hope your day gets better, you know, and he doesn't leave me. And I think another reason why he doesn't is because I, I'm not perfect at it, but I will say 80 to 90% of the time, I never blame him for my insecurities. So I think in the past, I, I don't know that I did blame other people for my insecurities, but I did change my moods based on whether or not I thought somebody thought that I was pretty or thought like, or whether I thought I was pretty that day or some, or I maybe thought that they thought someone else was pretty. I don't know y'all. It was a dark cave. My mind was a dark cave in those past relationships because I just was very insecure. I did not feel lovable. There was so much about last year, me last year, me was probably a little bit better than two year ago, me or three years ago, me or four years ago, me like it's gotten better over time, especially like my boundaries. And, but again, towards the end of my twenties, I'm 31. Now I noticed that like my boundaries were getting better, but I was getting harder if that makes sense, is like I was turning into this person that was starting to accept that I was going to be single forever. And that is not my life. That is not actually what's happening. You know, I don't think I've told y'all yet, but me and my boyfriend are moving in together in a few, a couple months and maybe even sooner than that, but we've got the lease already. And so we are, we are doing that. And I feel like this version of myself today, things have evolved, but it's been, even with a commitment like this, I've really struggled to love myself while we are pursuing this commitment, if that makes sense. And I can do more episodes on that later, but he is actually a good mirror because he loves me. He's a really good mirror on those days where I don't love myself because it's almost like I have this person that looks at me as like, what are you talking about? You know, you're great. And I'm over here like, I'm a frumpy little oompa loompa. Like, don't tell me I'm great. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't really fly with him. And um, and he's so patient and kind with me. But I I regularly remind myself I have somebody that's patient and kind with me because I have learned how to be patient and kind with myself where I did not know how to be that way in the past. And honestly, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead on this list, but like, I wouldn't have known what to do with someone that was patient and kind with me in the past because without having that patience, kindness, compassion for myself, I wouldn't even know what language language he was speaking. And I actually probably would have pu- uh, pushed him away a lot sooner because also in past relationships, I was always rejecting like the good people, people that were very nice to me and like wanted to give me attention. I realized like through dating him, because he's the first probably person that's treated me well that I didn't push away. And it's because innately I did not feel lovable. I did not feel like I deserved that. And I also did not know how to receive it because I felt unlovable. I felt like somebody that I thought that there was something wrong with them 
the people that were treating me well because nobody treated me well. Nobody looked at me and just loved me ever. Or you, you know what I mean? Like maybe my mom, but I didn't wasn't going to marry my mom, you know? Um I did fantasize a lot about me and my mom getting an apartment together and obviously having separate rooms, but you know, the only person I really felt in my life is like my mom and my sister and stuff like that. So aside from family that I felt like they were kind of obligated to love me. Um, you know, it was weird. It was so weird. And sometimes I think my boyfriend's a little weird. I think he's a little off sometimes that he loves me as much as he does. But then I remind myself, no, right. That's what you were looking for. Don't run away from it. That's what you wanted. You wanted somebody to love you this way. But when you're hardwired for rejection and you're you're so easily have been overlooked, ignored, it's weird when someone doesn't overlook you, ignores you and asks you what you want from Costco on a Monday night. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't know what I mean, but my boyfriend regularly calls me every time he goes to Costco and he's like, babe, you want your protein bars? You want chicken? Like, I ain't never had no man offer to buy me groceries. Come on now. Come on now. Let's let's keep it moving. Let's keep this list moving because this is going to be a long episode. Um, another, I guess this is number four. I was working too hard to be loved. So kind of related to I wasn't loving myself. I was working really hard for it. You know, if I kind of noticed what a guy wanted, sometimes I noticed myself shifting, changing, changing my attitude, changing the way I text to the way that they text so that they didn't think I was strange or changing. I would change. I would just change for men. And I would constantly wonder if I was enough. And because of that, I was always trying to like lose weight, eat different, uh, be different, be cooler, be prettier. Like it was really weird to where now that I'm with my boyfriend, I've been able to drop some of these bad, very bad traits that I picked up along the way from bad dating habits. Does that make sense? Like this whole like competition for how long you should wait to text? Not a thing. That's stupid. That's really dumb. I hate that I did that. And now I actually started doing that because of somebody that I really liked like a long time ago because they were a terrible texter. Over time, I became a terrible texter to everyone in my life, not just romantic interests. Like I started to hide from my phone because I learned to hide from my phone so that I didn't have to realize like this person wasn't texting me all day. Like some days I would like leave my phone in another room all day long and hope that this person remembered me that day only to realize, oh, they didn't remember me. And I have all these other people that were trying to get in touch with me and I would just want to leave my phone on silent for a long more time. You know what I mean? You Maybe you've never done that, but that was kind of effed up. That kind of messed with me. And it took me years to realize I had adopted bad texting habits because I was trying to not be hurt by the fact that a person I loved and wanted to be with didn't love me and wasn't texting me. So I would hide from my phone so that I wouldn't have to realize like they weren't thinking about me. Does that make sense? And so I became a really bad texter because of him. Well, because of myself. I won't blame him, but it was, it was, I created those habits. I adopted his habits in a lot of ways. And let's see, number five, um, something from my relationship right now. I apologize. This is kind of sad. I apologize a lot for being who I am to my boyfriend. It happens at least every week. 
sometimes multiple times a week. I'm just going to be honest. And it's hard for me to say, but I'm still learning how to love myself and I'm still learning how to be enough in this world. And because I feel safe enough to tell him everything, I tell him I'm sorry for things that I probably shouldn't apologize for. And he tells me I shouldn't apologize for it. And sometimes I just need to hear that out loud from him. And he is very open to telling me that I don't have to be sorry, you know, and one day, and I, I think over time, there are days I just feel less insecure and days where I feel more insecure. And I don't think I'm going to try to not say I'm sorry for who I am. I'm just going to keep doing my best to love myself a little bit better each day, each month. And I'll probably regress depending on the day that I'm having, you know, this is not about being perfect. And he's the first person I've ever been with that. I mean, he says I'm perfect, you know, but he's the first person that oddly enough, he thinks I am perfect in a lot of ways. And I also don't feel the need to be perfect for him, which is really cool. It's really nice. And but I just want to be honest with y'all. I do still apologize a lot for like being forgetful or going to sleep early or just like I, I apologize to him for falling asleep on the couch a lot when we watch movies because I go to bed early and it makes me feel bad that he's up for hours without me. And then I wake up early and it's just a whole thing. Um, But, you know, that's just it's just how it is. And there's a lot of other things I apologize for that I won't go into. And let's see, I put on here, I guess, number six. I Let me just read this one because I'm curious about it. It's kind of long compared to the other ones. I still feel inadequate a lot and my boyfriend and I talk about it openly. So I kind of just said that and I try my best not to make him feel like he's the reason for all my problems, but sometimes I still get insecure and get jealous around other women because I don't feel pretty. And it's specifically not because he's flirting with them, um, but it's because I don't feel a certain way. And I've told him, oh, so I'm just kind of like admitting something to y'all in this paragraph. Apparently, I've also blamed him a couple of times for me gaining weight because he buys me all the food and candy that I want and ask for. Um, so that's something I'm working on. And he has pointed out for me a couple of times where he's like, I'll buy it for you, but I don't want you to blame me for you, you know, uh, like what's going on with your body and stuff like that. And I have been guilty of that, like basically accusing him of making me bigger. And if you ever saw me on the street, you would not be like, oh my gosh, Ray is gaining a lot of weight. This is all in my head and it doesn't matter. But actually what I want to tell you, and I think what this whole list is about is what is in your head eventually comes out. Okay. It doesn't stay in your head. It just depends on how you end up expressing what's in your head, if that makes sense. So some people, when they get insecure, they yell at their partner. Sometimes when people get insecure, they push someone away. Or sometimes when people get insecure, they ball up and they get emotionally, they emotionally wall up, if that makes sense. So I really just try to be open with my boyfriend about certain things. And, um, and I'm not always great at it. You know, that like, I still say things to him that I don't want to say, you know, that's just, it happens. This is not, uh, yeah, I just want to be honest with you about that because I think sometimes when we talk about relationships, we want to make them seem all perfect and stuff, but we do, we, we bicker. I've noticed we've gotten into this like jokey phase where sometimes we're saying things that have a little bit more bite to them. And I've even told him that it's like, what is that? Why are we doing that? And it's like, I don't know. And so 
we're still figuring out that one out, but for the most part, we're still very kind to each other. I think it's normal in a relationship to joke and, um, we apologize if we say things, but we really haven't ever said anything that really has gotten the other person upset just yet. Um, I've also noticed in my relationship that I can be very forgetful. Uh, I think before him, I thought I was good at remembering things, but I am not. Um, but I think it could be what's going on with my health as well. So we're still figuring that part out. And, oh, last but not least, I don't know. I think we're on number seven. I'm just going to read it. I really didn't know how to let someone love me before my current boyfriend. And I put in parentheses. So next time you get upset that someone has rejected you after you did everything, know they are probably insecure, even if they don't seem it. So I don't know about you, but I have been with people before, or I have loved people before that didn't love me back. And after being with my boyfriend and having someone that loved me so wholeheartedly, I finally felt that thing that people have said in other like relationships or like to me, it's like, I'm not good enough for you. I always thought that, that was a cop out. I thought that was I'm just, we've already cursed a little bit in this episode, so let's keep with it. I thought it was bullshit. To be honest, I thought it was an easy way for them to be like, you should go find better because I'm not good enough for you. But this is a struggle. I have almost like a lot. I won't say every day, but a lot. I'm like, how? I don't deserve him. I think that almost, again, a lot. I won't say every day, but a lot. And because I struggle so much with feeling worthy to be loved, I feel like that's a really weird place where sometimes I haven't let my mind go there yet that, oh, I should break up with him because I don't deserve him. But I think that thought unchecked can cause that, you know, or I've heard a lot of people like sell, like sabotage their relationships because they didn't feel good enough for somebody. They didn't know how to get this person to not love them anymore, if that makes sense. So I'll just say for myself, I think I have had a few people in my life that I loved so much that their resort was to hurt me because they felt like they didn't deserve me, but they also knew I loved them. And in order to shake me, not because they hated me, but also because they loved me, but didn't know how to, how to keep that, you know, they just didn't feel good enough for it. That's like to this, like now that's how I feel. I think there were a few people that, and I ended up hating them. I ended up, oh my gosh, like I, I could write a book about a few of like one in particular, let's just say that. Um, I have thought about writing a book about him many a times, but, um, now I kind of think that part of it could have been something like that. And if it wasn't, it wasn't, but let me just say, I now, when, if somebody ever told me that, or if someone ever comes to me, and was like, Ray, they said like, I should find someone better because I'm not good enough for them. I would say they're insecure. They're insecure right now. They feel how much you love them and they have no idea what to do with it because there are days, let me just tell you, there are days my boyfriend looks at me and I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. Like I'm looking again, like a frumpy oopa loopa and you're looking at me like I got on an evening gown and we're about to go to some like fancy dinner and I'm in my pajamas. So it's like, it can be heavy. It can be heavy. The look that someone gives you when they love you can be so weighted, especially if you don't love yourself, you know, and sometimes I think, 
and I feel that it can sometimes make someone feel more broken or more like they're not enough because they're like, how can they look at me like this? And why can't I see this in myself? You know, and somebody, let me tell you something else. Like, this is where I'm going to end it. Somebody that doesn't want to love themselves or, or they don't know where to start, or they don't for like, actually probably the biggest one, they do not know how to love themselves. That look, that look of love and that feeling of love and that giving of love, it's too much. It is just too much. And I believe that now I believe in that now because I'm not going to say my boyfriend loves me too much, but if I were not where I am right now, loving myself, accepting myself, embracing myself as I am, like if I make some shifts, cool, but actually that's not my focus. My focus from now on and has been for a while is to embrace what I'm working with and work with what I'm working with. Like, okay, Ray, what are you good at? Okay, Ray, what are your flaws? Okay, love your flaws. Do what you're good at. Let's move on. Like, I'm not a constant project, okay? I'm not doing that to myself anymore. So I think it's made it easier for me. But I definitely, there are some days where I'm like, oh my gosh, he's looking at me like I'm I'm just amazing. And I don't feel amazing today. And sometimes when you don't feel amazing, you don't want somebody looking at you like you're amazing. Or when you don't love yourself, you don't want somebody looking at you like they love you because you don't know what to do with that, okay? So I just want to say, if there is anybody in your life that you look back on and like right now, if you're not with somebody and you feel like you gave them everything and you love them so much and y'all are not together right now, just know that they probably don't know how to love themselves yet. They are probably insecure. Even if you're like, no, they got this person, they got this person, they got this person. You think somebody that dates serially like over and over has a new girl every day. You think that they love themselves I don't know about that. To me, that sounds like there's some like that sounds to me like someone who is afraid to be seen. Because in order to truly be seen, I do think that there is commitment involved. Because when you co- truly commit to somebody and you're with them a lot, you see way more of them than on that first date. And then when you're with someone temporarily, So no, I do not think that people who date over and over again are confident. I think they are deeply insecure of being seen for something else. And, you know, I could be wrong. I don't want to classify everybody like that. Maybe you're out here having fun. Okay. Like, please, like, don't take it that way. Or you've been severely hurt or maybe you've been in long-term relationships and you do want to bounce around for a little bit. Do your thing. Um, but also that could be some trauma involved from an old relationship going wrong. Right. That's, that's what I see a lot too, is like people that have been in long, long relationships, they're in this like bouncy phase because something went bad in a, in an old relationship or so many of their past relationships didn't turn into more. And so now they're just like flippity flopping in from every other lily pad, you know? And again, all the love in the world to you. We're all on our journeys. And I'm not here to say that being single or being in a relationship is better than the other. Actually, we're going to go back to what I said at the top of this episode, that it doesn't matter if you're single or if you're not in a relationship, you know, where you are on your like self-love journey, you don't get to run away from that. That's going to show up whether you're dating 
whether you're hiding in an apartment or whether you're in a relationship and your world is just going to keep reflecting back to you how deeply you love yourself. Right. So anyways, thank y'all for listening to this episode. I just wanted to give y'all something on Valentine's day. Hopefully it was a little different take than what else is out there today. Even if it's not, whatever I, I wanted to make this episode before I forget of what it's like to be single, which would be weird that I would ever forget that since I was that so long, but you know, about to move in with my boyfriend. So I'm about to really not be, you know, by myself and that freaked me out. So maybe I could do another episode another day, maybe in seven months from now, what it's, what I have learned since living with my boyfriend, seven things I've learned. I think it was seven on today's episode too. Okay. I got to go. I'll see you later. We got some episodes dropping out. I don't have specific days that I post anymore. So just keep your eyes peeled. Thank you for coming back to Unlocking the Light podcast. Again, I am Ray. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please click the fifth star. Leave a kind review. If you don't like it, don't leave a review. You know that. Um, Share it with a friend, family member, or follower on your social media pages. And I'm excited to put out all the interviews that we're coming out with. If you want to be on the podcast, if you have a story to share about love, career, relationships, where you're at on your spiritual journey, please email me at gooddaywithray at gmail.com and we can chat. We can set something up. All right. Thanks for being here. Talk to you later. Bye. Rise inside, my dear, rise inside. Feel your heart beat next to mine. Let the light hit your eyes. Single palms open wide to the universe.